Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Basically, we, we all know that the fight or flight response is plays a huge part in tinnitus. The basic precept being that our hearing when we're well is very, very calm and focused and it can go into screen safe mode and it can ignore sound. So if we watch TV at night, we can fall asleep in front of a loud film, screaming, gunshots, sirens, and we just fall asleep and we can ignore all that noise. But if we go into a state of active alert or fight or flight, our hearing flares up and listens like a radar for any noise anywhere. And when we go into this scattered state of hearing, the internal sensitivity goes up so much that we end up hearing lots of different noises. So if you look at this this graphic here, yeah, let's see if I can move. (laughs) So at at the top, we're going to be looking at what actually turns the volume of tinnitus up? We've got lots of different noises inside our head the whole time. So we've got little hair cell movements that create, you get the physical sound coming in, being converted into fluid movements that get the hair cells to shake, which sends information to the auditory cortex. And that can create um, very, very clear tones in the body. And we have all sorts of different things here. So we've got like the cardiac pulse, boom, boom, boom. That's happening in the head all the time. We've got lots of sounds made by the jaw joint. You know, when you move your jaw, it can click and pop. It can make sort of crunching sounds. When we move our head and our neck and our eyes, we can hear sometimes our hearing so alert that we can actually hear like the fluttering sound of moving the tongue. If we scrunch our eyes up, we can hear that fluttering sound. We've got the little auditory muscles against the eardrum and the cochlea, the tensor tympani muscle and the sapedius muscle. When we get tired, like a twitching eye muscle, the auditory muscles can click, they can go into rhythmic beeping, they can sound like Morse code. And, you know, when when we yawn, you can hear your eustachian tube popping. And also when you yawn, you can hear those little auditory muscles kind of flickering or purring in the background. There are lots and lots of different things that make a noise the whole time in the head. We're living beings. They're fluid movements the whole time. They're changes in pressure. There are all sorts of sounds that are going on the whole time, but this is the important bit. They get filtered out by the auditory cortex. The part of the brain detects this. Actually, well, the auditory system is very, very sensitized. It's a very delicate system. And most of the time, we want to be in that sweet spot, which is where in a quiet room, we hear nothing. And if somebody talks to us or if the doorbell goes, we can hear that. So at the moment, a lot of people will have a cardiac pulse in their head, but you can't hear it because it's being filtered out 
by your central nervous system. If people have pulsatile tinnitus, when people go through grief or if they're doing lots of exercise or you go through some huge emotional turmoil, it's quite common for people to hear the ba-boom, ba-boom, the cardiac pulse in the head. So all these different noises are there all the time, but normally they get filtered out. It's only when we have some noise trauma or we we go into fight or flight or freeze response, or if we have you know, some catastrophic events, some car crash, something major happening, loud noise exposure is one of the most common triggers for tinnitus. It's only when we go from loud noise to a quietness of the bedroom that we start to hear these other sounds. And what I want to just focus on here is just which bits of the nervous system turn these various sounds up. You know, we've got the here, the eardrum. The the eardrum, for example, can make ticking, clicking, Morse code sounds, vibrating, pulsing, purring. The nerves themselves, the brain buzz, when our sensitivity is very high, we end up hearing the brain buzz. So it creates a sort of sense of white noise or static or hissing. This is a very common form of tinnitus. So you may be interested in looking at that. It's it's quite interesting to know which bits make what noise. It kind of helps you understand what's going on. But the main volume control is down in the central nervous system. You know, it's when you stick a tinnitus person into an MRI scan, a live MRI scan, you can see which parts of the central nervous system are lit up. And it's only really been since 2015 that the findings with the functional MRI scans have really started to point out that actually, you know, hearing problems do trigger tinnitus, but it it really is much more to do with the limbic system and the central nervous system. That's where the main controllers and the main drivers of tinnitus are. The first one, the amygdala, this is the part of the limbic system that sounds the red alert, danger, danger, danger. So if we're in the woods at night and we think there's somebody there, our adrenaline floods the body and our body gets ready for danger and our ears listen out acutely and our eyes, pupils will dilate so we can see any movement anywhere and our ears turn into radar-like sensors listening out for danger so that the snap of a twig can save your life. The primary function of the auditory system and hearing is to be safe from predators. So the amygdala is lit up in tinnitus people. In conclusion, things that make you feel safe and settled really help tinnitus calm down. And that's a, a therapeutic journey. That's something that we need to establish in our life to really settle and feel better. The auditory thalamus, this is like the sensory relay station. It grabs all the sensory data and then prioritizes it. And it sends it up to the the conscious minds so that we can make sense of all the data. And people with tinnitus have the the auditory sense at the top of the pile. Our body's going, what's this? What's this? And our hearing takes over. So a short answer to this is if you go for a cold swim in the sea, your senses are going to really be radically changed and you're going to be feeling the cold water on the body. And that deprioritizes tinnitus. Somebody was telling me just this morning that they they asked me why I'm painting for an hour. Why is that good for my tinnitus? And I said, well, the thalamus is prioritizing the visual sense 
and you're focusing on that and your brain really gets honed in on that and the auditory sense gets deprioritized. So what we focus on with our senses makes a big difference. The nucleus accumbens, this is really, really interesting. Pleasure or pain. If you experience pleasure through lovemaking, massage, laughing with friends over dinner, if you're having a good time, and this serotonin and dopamine levels go up, then tinnitus is likely to come down. If you're isolated or you're being attacked by somebody or you, or you feel afraid, we get punished by displeasure and that pushes tinnitus up. So it's very interesting to think about pleasure, things that give us a sense of, oh, you know, that's actually really helpful for tinnitus. And then last but not least, the reticular activating system. This is amazing. This is the part of the brain that says, go fetch. So it activates the brain to go and find out what you think about and what you believe. So if you think, oh my God, tinnitus, help, I'm never going to get out of this. And you go online and read all the horror stories. You, you know the horror show that that is, it's awful. I'm constantly saying to people, don't go online. But if you say, go fetch, what gets me better and you start looking up success stories positive stories then you're very likely to come across people who've got better who are sharing information or people who have experience helping people and many therapists the whole army of therapists out there that have experience in bringing the tinnitus levels down so our mindset is hugely important it's to, to have a practical, positive intention to find all the things that help you settle, feel safe, bring a sense of pleasure in, shift the attention away from the ears, oh, then tinnitus re really starts ramping down. And we, we know that, you know, the external situation, loud noise exposure, anxiety, stress, diet, pathology, maybe there's some something growing on the auditory nerve and um, viruses you know things the last couple of years feeling trapped in the pandemic there have been many reasons for tinnitus to flare up with the sense of freeze and feeling trapped those things are often the main triggers but i think we can learn a lot from this central nervous system you know what the central nervous system is showing us with these illuminated parts of the brain if we can bring in all the, the pleasurable safe experiences that ground us into the body and help us stop focusing on our hearing it can make a huge difference so and one thing that i learned from your contribution to our community is the body-based therapy approach and understanding to find this connection between the nervous system of the body and the tinnitus and the auditory brain. And I just thank you for bringing that attention to our community. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.